For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. And this is Atlanta. The food, the wine, the entertainment, the lifestyle. This is Belinda Skelton's Atlanta Living, sponsored by Vane Innovations. Welcome back to Atlanta Living. I'm your host, Belinda Skelton. If you've not discovered your neighborhood Marlowe's Tavern, now is the time that you want to find the one closest to you. I have in the studio executive chef and co-founder John Metz, and he is one of the masterminds behind Marlowe's Tavern. And like I said, there are uh, sprinkled all over the city in neighborhoods near you, but you're starting something special here that's that's already underway, Chef, and it's called Bayou and Bourbon. Yes, ma'am. Good, and, to, good to be here, by the way. Thank, thank you. you. And when I saw those two words together, Bayou and Bourbon, I had to get you in here to see what uh, this was all a about. Lot of good, a lot of good food and a lot of good drinking is what we do with Bayou and Bourbon. It's, uh, it's one of those, we call them celebrations have a great time uh get the neighborhoods together and a little taste of new orleans brought to uh your neighborhood via marlowe's it's awesome it's fun so tell me a little bit about your chef background sure so we yeah i've been i've been cooking for a long time grew up in this industry uh had uh worked for my father in in his kitchens back in the day working dishwashing everything in the in <laughs> the back of the, from house. the ground up. you got to start there. oh yeah and so just uh got to got to travel around got to work in new york city some really great restaurants there. Uh, worked in Dallas, Texas, some fun restaurants. Actually did some time in Europe, uh, in Switzerland, uh, cooking wow. there. So a lot of fun, a lot of travel, saw a lot of great, amazing chefs, worked in some really cool kitchens. And then started our company uh, almost 20 years ago now. First Marlowe's we opened up in 2004 here in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Uh, just love the neighborhood, love the town. Uh, been here for 20 years cooking and, and uh, creating restaurants, creating food, and, and having a lot of fun. So well, you awesome. know, Chef, a lot of people think Atlanta is a big city, but it's just made up of small neighborhoods. It's absolutely a neighborhood spot. And uh, when, we, when we started our company and started Marlowe's Tavern, it was really about that, F- getting a great little spot for each neighborhood. Um, and if you haven't been, it's, it's a really a unique concept in terms of casual but mm-hmm. elegant. Uh, some really great flavor profiles, some great cocktails. We got a great craft beer program, uh, very unique all-by-the-glass wine, all wine menu. Uh, just trying to have great flavor profiles match great great cocktails and great adult beverages, as yes, we like to call adult it. beverages. And we just have fun with it and keep it fresh. Uh, we, we do seasonal menus. Uh, we do celebrations like Bayou and Bourbon, which is what we're doing here and talking about today. And, and so it's been really, really unique for us to be able to have that flexibility. Okay, so these are two of my favorite things. And I told you I'm a newbie at Bourbon, but I'm loving the homework and, and uh, ty- trying all the different uh, types and brands and ages and things. And, and so I, I assume that's what Marlowe's kind of brings to the table in this celebration. We love it. Uh, you know, we partnered with Old Forester for our bourbon this year. Uh, they're great partners. And just it's a real approachable. And, you know, for, as you see all the craft movement of great 
beverages, both bourbon, whiskeys, rye. All small, handcrafted. It's, it's an incredible trend, and and we love it. And so we try to find those 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 pieces and bring them into the tavern for people to taste. So we love people trying new stuff with us because we've developed a great relationship with them in the neighborhoods. And they can try and drink and taste and trust that it's going to be good because we, we think it's pretty tasty. We partner with some great groups and we create some fun, unique cocktails with the bourbon for sure. So so when someone is going to their local liquor store in the neighborhood, they tend to buy the same brand over and over and over because they know the consistency. They know it's good. Here it's something like the celebration that Marlowe's Tavern is having with Bayou and Bourbon. You can kind of try something new you can try some fun stuff and we took a couple classics like we've got the um it's not bourbon but it's the the um pat's hurricane the original pat's hurricane we call it the marlowe's hurricane so down straight oh, off of bourbon street is, oh no like the real hurricane the that real you would hurricane. get from if you're walking down on on um, bourbon street oh wow absolutely okay. so we, we i've we, always we, want to know what's in this thing. it's a it's a great recipe uh, and, and literally we bought pat's mix because it's so good pat and, from pat o'brien oh yeah absolutely World, no world way. class uh, stuff, and then we floated. We floated with a little bit of uh, 151 on top there, just for a little extra kick. Of well, course. Well, I see here. There's a little <laughs> bit of a secret that you're not gonna. Well, I can't share all of the secrets. I can't but share all the. Secrets. Gosh, they're good. They're delicious. They're delicious. So the old forester, the, the bourbon rum punch, is a fun one as well. Real approachable for someone who's not a heavy bourbon drinker, but wants to taste something, get a unique flavor. So we we tried to lighten that up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just, you know, for us, the celebrations, which says Bayou and Bourbon, we really think about the food and the booze in these kind of celebrations. We do a couple of them a year. We do another one in the fall called Ribs and Whiskey, which is fun. Mm-hmm. Just having a lot of fun with, with the food. And I think for us, um, you know, myself and the two, the, all the chefs that we've got, each, each restaurant's got a, a chef de cuisine. And they 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 run these features all throughout the entire celebration period, which this is it's almost six weeks long. Uh, so it's going on right now. We just started it, and it's going to uh, be wrapping up the end of March, March twenty eighth. So do not miss the Bayou and Bourbon. It's it's great. We got you know the the fun thing working on this food, and you see there you've got the uh, you've got the list in front of you, which oh. is great. But the uh, the po boy, the redfish po boy, mm-hmm. is kind of fun. So you know, taking some traditional items that you see down in in New Orleans and in Louisiana, twist them up a little bit and make them a little bit elevated. Uh, we got the Bourbon Street ribeye, which is uh, a really great uh, uh, glaze on that that ribeye. It's a nice, uh, huge uh, ribeye with us, and and uh, the, the crawfish pie. Crawfish pie. Yeah, it's almost like a pot pie. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But we did it with crawfish and some traditional garnishes, and and really, really flavorful, really, really unique. Okay, so your gumbo. Of course, everybody's gonna test you on your gumbo here. I think our gumbo is one of the best, and I've, we we of course the hard part about my job is doing research to go see what's the best out there. But we did a little traveling. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all about the root. The hard part of the job. It's isn't the it, hard Jeff? part. You have to <laughs> suffer through the tasting and trying. Oh. Uh, but but actually the fun part for us was the um, the gumbo. You know, the, it's all about the roux and making sure the the roux is rich enough and dark enough, and that is the, is the base of every good gumbo. And then of course crawfish andouille, a little bit of dirty rice, uh, just a delicious. Because delicious each stuff. region of Louisiana will have their own spin on their gumbo. It is very much like those. Um, I'm trying to think what the name of the... There's a couple of different food items like that, like pizza. Everyone has a pizza. Yeah. Gumbo's the same thing. Every town, every little area has their, has their style. of doing it, and that's that's the way. But they all have the common denominator, and that's... That's the, the roux. The roux is the key. And so, you know, we think ours is pretty good. 
Uh, but, you know, people will challenge us on it. We have a lot of fun with it, too. Like when our guests come in, and there's, of course, we have so many people in Atlanta that live and are from New Orleans. So they always try and say, well, my mom or my brother or my sister is the best, but yours is pretty darn yours good. Yours pretty good. <laughs> It'll do in a pinch. Exactly. Okay, some of the other things on the menu, um, you got to have a muffaletta. You know, that's a new one for this year. We've done this uh, celebration a couple years now, and, and that was, we had a lot, you know, we didn't have one originally, but we're like, man, we just got to have one. And we were, I literally was in New Orleans a couple months ago, and I always try so many different things. Mm-hmm. And, and I did have this really thick, beautiful muffalata, and we'd have the capricole and the... and the. Now, what, uh, what do you call the olive <clears throat> uh, spread? That's exactly what it is. It's olive a, spread. Yeah, just well, that's what we call it. But okay. it's just it literally it's a mix of olives and herbs and a little bit of olive that's oil. That's what makes it. It's it's everything. It's everything actually. And uh, you know the cheese and the, and we put it on a nice ciabatta bread. It's really really tasty. Really really tasty. So if you're thinking Marlowe's, <clears throat> if you're passing by and you go Marlowe's Tavern, oh that's just a, that's just a bar and they'll be serving bar food. Think again. Yeah, you know, we really work hard on getting to know each neighborhood. And we've got locations. Our first location was in Alpharetta on Jones Bridge in Old Alabama. And it, it really became this place where people gather. Uh, it's a nice, rich environment. Uh, we got a great booths. We got community tables. We've got an inside outside bar, which on most of our locations. Mm-hmm beautiful patio and you can come and enjoy a great cocktail with your friends and family uh come in and try some food and it's approachable and i think yeah. that's what we really worked hard to do is just make it comfortable approachable and having having a great team and, and our management teams do so well our staff is great our service our cooks uh they're so good and bartenders are just they, they always know your favorite drink and they and they're ready to pour it oh wow so. no, uh, knowing my favorite drink that's that would be great well i i definitely want to try um you know since you have actually bought from pat o'brien's the secret recipe <laughs> i've got to have a hurricane as soon as i go in there absolutely i see here um honey bourbon bread pudding so should i just go ahead and put it on the hips and you skip eating it or no, what should you we got do? it tastes too good so uh we actually use our ciabatta for that as well and uh, we bake it and th- there's a bunch of secrets i cannot reveal here today but it I feel is, like I'm with Colonel Sanders right it now. It is one of those dishes that people say, why can't you just leave it on the menu all the time? And, and then it wouldn't be special. That's what I tell them. And we always, you know, my teams and the chefs, when someone comes in and requests something, if you give us a day or two notice, you know, we'll make you an old menu item or something like that. We, we try really hard to accommodate yeah. those folks and because they've been so good to us. And the neighborhoods take care of us, and we want to take care of them. And that's, that's what it's all about for us. Well, I love the fact that the neighborhoods, you know, Atlanta can feel so cold and impersonal. But when you have a place like Marlowe's Tavern in your neighborhood and you can go in and catch up with your neighbor or church member or someone and and just rekindle friendships over food and and drink. Uh, You know, that's exactly why we built it. Uh, It is so fun to watch that. Uh, We have uh, people come in and you you know how you don't see people for certain periods of time. You can see them at the tavern and people come in and go you know what I, I haven't seen you in so long and great to be here and they become such good friends not only with our team and our staff but they see their friends yeah. there so now it's just kind of a good social gathering for them and for us and and we just love doing it so i love it great. what an asset to have in the city um, marlowe's tavern and this this celebration of bayou and bourbon you you can't miss it. Um, don't miss it. It's through uh, March the 28th. Yes, ma'am. Okay. It's going to be great. So um, do we need reservations? What do we need to do? You said it's casual, but I want to make sure I can sit down and try some of these things. Yeah, no, you, you don't really. It's just you can show up. We've got... Um, 
we don't take reservations at all. Uh, we actually have um, uh, our teams are there ready to get ready to have you in. Our chefs are waiting, cooking up some good Bayou and Bourbon food. Uh, and you know, I think as as you as you find the neighborhood tavern nearest you, I think it's really easy to get to. Number one, it'd probably be close by your house or your office. Mm-hmm. And they're they're offering this all day long. I can long. tell you where three are right now at <laughs> a location to where I am. <laughs> exactly, you can get there quick. I think we should go right after I think this. We should go. I think that hurricane is waiting on me. Absolutely. Okay, it's about that time. Yes, it is. We are speaking with executive chef, CEO, and co-founder of Marlowe's Tavern, your neighborhood restaurant, your neighborhood tavern. And we're going to take a break. And when we come back, I want to talk about what your menu will look like after this celebration is over and, and we switch gears to another season. Outstanding. So you're listening to Atlanta Living, only on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Depend on it. Now more of Belinda Skelton's Atlanta Living. Welcome back to Atlanta Living. And remember, Kirk Mellish is going to have your updated forecast in just moments. And that is sponsored by Shoemate Heating and Air. But it's always great weather at a Marlowe's Tavern. Am I right? You are absolutely right. <laughs> Thanks for having me today. Sure. That is executive chef and CEO, co-founder of Marlowe's Tavern, your neighborhood Marlowe's Tavern. And we've talked about the celebration that's going on right now, the Bayou and Bourbon that will end on, I'm going to say it again, on March the 28th. So get yourself in there. You need to get to, to Marlowe's fast. Yes. But what's going to happen to the menu after the the Bayou and Bourbon. Well, when every year it happens, Bayou and Bourbon comes, and we're already starting to think about our summer menu. So we're in the middle of that right now. Uh, and the hard part for us is everybody has their favorites. And so I can't ever, everyone's like, well, you took off my favorite chicken dish or you took off my favorite mm-hmm. cocktail. And it's hard because we have limited space, but we like to change the menu every season. And we really want to make it fresh. We really want to use the best ingredients we can use. And put some new stuff up there. And have fun with it. And create some fun, unique stuff. And our chef, we've got a great culinary team uh, that work with me to really do some fun dishes. we got a chef de cuisine in every tavern. They're giving us input and feedback on, on features or specials that mm-hmm. they've run for a day and, or a week. And they try it and, we, and their guests love it. And so we, hey, let's, let's see if we can bring that in. So what are you seeing, chef, as a trend that was around for a while that's kind of patrons are tired of that they're ready to put aside i know what mine is what is yours pimento cheese yeah served every different way every type of spread everything way you can serve pimento cheese i'm over it no that's true there's there's a there's a couple of those with it so i've you know, you're done with it. Your I'm mom, done. your mom made too much. Everybody yeah. made too much. You know, you know. For us, for we focus on the trends that are are are, are staying. And like gluten is a big one, mm-hmm. and celiac disease right. is a big risk. So we we have a little gluten free menu that we offer for our guests. We it's a kind of a take on our regular menu, and we always try and enhance those dishes for those folks because it's it's difficult and you have to live with that. Um, but but I don't think you know small plates are still pretty popular. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been a lot out there. We just, you know, for me, it's about seasonality and about fresh ingredients. And for our, for, we've done that every time. Now we've got our core favorites on the menu. That only a couple items that have never changed. Okay, like what? Well, like our shrimp and crab nachos. Uh, been there oh. for since day one. One of the very first appetizers we created uh, with jalapenos, rock shrimp, uh, crab on a tortilla. Just oh. really delicious. Like an individual style yeah. nacho. Not a big pile of nachos. And I think that's what we do. We take those ideas and elevate them up a little bit. Also have some fun with some flavors, with some fun with some presentations, and keep it really, really fresh and delicious. And I think that's always our focus for the seasonal menus we run. Well, that's why everybody loves their Marlowe's Neighborhood Tavern. 
This is News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. And this is Atlanta. The food, the wine, the entertainment, the lifestyle. This is Belinda Skelton's Atlanta Living, sponsored by Vane Innovations. And welcome to Atlanta Living. I'm your host, Belinda Skelton. Who hasn't wished for a do-over? Whether you're playing a game, whether you're doing a project at work, uh, something in your marriage, a friendship. Well, the doctor on the line with me, Dr. Michael Rosen, he says we can do a do-over in our life. He has seven secrets to losing weight, living longer, and getting a second chance with the life that you want. Dr. Rosen, Thank you so much for joining us in the studio. Melinda, it's a privilege to join you. Thank you. Okay, now, and uh, you've written other books, best New York Times best-selling books, Staying Younger, you're the founder of Real Age. So, I mean, and you have some heavy hitters that are writing the forwards for you, Dr. Oz. Um, so so these are these are really words that, that we can live by here, and I don't know who doesn't want a do-over. I do on most of the things that you mentioned on the front cover. So first of all, you're saying it's possible. Go after it. Yeah, you know, let me go and say where this comes from is when we did uh, the first book, Real Age, Are You As Young As You Can Be? And by the way, Real Age is uh, now headquartered in Atlanta. It was bought by um, another company, Hearst, which then uh, uh, merged it into ShareCare, okay. um, which is located in Atlanta. But when we launched that on Oprah, we were lucky enough, um, a whole mess of people took it and have come back and come back again and have made themselves younger. So we took the first, um, of the first 18 million, we took 1 million of those people who had come back twice and had made themselves younger and tried to find out what were their secrets in the success of making themselves younger. And so what we did is these are real people. They're people who, like you and I, are just on the street. They aren't anything special. They didn't have special docs. And what they did is they read about this and took the program. And this is the summary of what their secrets were, what the things were that they really found essential. And so these are the seven things that these one million people all had in common. The first one of which was, to me, both most surprising, and it shouldn't have been, but is they all got a buddy. That is, they had someone who helped them. It didn't have to be a professional. It often was just a friend, a spouse. If they were a guy, it was a female spouse, usually. Mm -hmm. If they were a woman, it was usually another woman. Usually women don't have their husbands help them, but it is, in fact, someone they can work with who keeps them enjoying what they're doing. So it's not accountable. It is enjoying what you're doing and telling the truth when you go off the reservation so that they can help get you to enjoy getting back on the reservation. Okay, so it's someone that holds you accountable for where you need to be if you start going off track. Yeah, it's and, and I it, it is helps you in, and I I think the key point in this, um, if you will, isn't just that they're accountable, um, and and that really isn't what they did. What they did is, in other words, it was a buddy who they had fun associating with. 
And so if they started eating, you know, a box of Chip Ahoy mm-hmm. every night, it wasn't someone who said, naughty, naughty. It was someone who said, let's see what we can do to substitute for that box. When you get stressed like that and want to go to food, let's see a good alternative. How do we make it walnuts? Or how do we make it... Um, how do we make it peanut butter and, if you will, celery sticks or something like that that you can enjoy, just have as much fun with, but instead of giving you inflammation and causing you more problems is actually something that helps you. So, so it is. So it is. It, and so really instead is. of stressing you like maybe a coach would and yelling at you and frustrating you more, they're doing it in a kind of a loving, caring, um, teachable moment. Exactly. Okay. So the key was having a buddy who, at times, you have to have a smackdown, but that's rare. <laughs> it is usually a buddy who is, who is teaching you how to enjoy it. And have fun with it. Okay. Finding a buddy, the buddy system. And, and that really was a key component. Then it was those other key things. So in, in, and if you want to know, I mean, there's a plan at the back of the book, a day-by-day plan, and it gives you three action steps each day. And really that is for seven days. And once you get there, you're going to, if you continue those, you'll be there meaning you will get a do-over. The, the great part about the human body is that you regenerate your cells all the time. So your stomach turns over about every 30 days. So you have new cells in your stomach every 30 days. So you don't have to live with the old cells. That's one of the joys. And, and on average, we do it every seven years for the whole body. So you get a do-over, and you don't have to live with that the hazards of your past habits once you change. And that's really the, the genius of whoever engineered the human body. They did it so that you could really have a do-over. And the key is just starting. That is what was so important in these people. In other words, the people who wanted to, we had 180,000 people who said they wanted to quit smoking. Mm-hmm. But the ones who succeeded were those who said, this is my end date. This is when I'm going to, in fact, have the appointment with my physician, get the prescriptions, and start to change. And it was the ones who actually made that appointment with the physician. It wasn't the ones who said, I'm ready to change, but I'm not going to do that. I'm not taking that action. It is the ones who just took the actions we have in the book. And so they're really easy actions to take. And once you start it, you get the do-over. You get the joy of it. Why is taking that first step, we think about it, we might think of making these changes for a year or more, but making the first step, and generally, the first step is not that huge. It's not like we're landing on the moon, but the first step is just, God, it's painful, mentally painful to get started. Um, I think the, the, the key is that we think it's going to be much tougher. We think it's going to take a lot of willpower. We think it's going to take, oh, it's, it's not going to be doable, and we're afraid of failing. But in fact, you're going to fail. We all fail, and it's getting up and getting back on the horse again, if you will, or whatever, getting, on the, getting back into resilience again. So it is keeping doing that that is absolutely key. Um, 
so the, uh, the, the point of this is that you can do this, anyone can do it, you just have to have the will to do it. Okay, let's the walk one thousand or walk ten thousand steps a day, no excuses. Now, when I read that in your book, I immediately thought, does that count the everyday steps that I take, putting up laundry, going to the grocery store, um, walking around the radio station? Does that count in my ten thousand steps, or do I can't do I need to walk ten thousand steps in addition to that? Stuff no, it's all of your activities count. And if you will, one of the great things about this is, so if you like swimming, you get 100 steps per minute of swimming. So we have equivalents in the book that tells you what you get for those other things. Okay. So gardening is 60 to 80, depending on how vigorous you're gardening. And, and you obviously have to be truthful. But you should, I mean, one of the keys, you know, whether it is a garment, or a Omron um, pedometer that you have that's mm-hmm. the least expensive and, and the most reliable of all of them by Consumer Report, or whether you get a Fitbit. Whatever you use for this, to count your steps in every step. And I, I go through the story of one of my favorite families. I coach a lot of people from the Dr. Oz show. was a family of a mother, a grandmother, and a daughter um, three generations of women. The grandmother was in a wheelchair. And I, how did I get her to do 10,000 steps? Well, I asked her if she, and this was, I didn't think I'd ever succeed, but she um, was walking to the bathroom. So she got out of her oh. wheelchair and walked several steps. Mm-hmm. So we had her, we gave her a pedometer and asked her how many steps she was walking a day, and it was 64. Mm-hmm. And so I asked her if she just walked a few steps more every day. Doesn't have to be a lot, whether it's one or two, but never walk less steps today than she did yesterday. Wow. And she and she added just four steps. She only started with sixty four. She got when she got to about someplace around three thousand, <gasps> she got rid of her walker or a wheelchair and went to a walker. Oh. And when she went to ten thousand, oh. she got rid of the wheelchair. <laughs> oh my God. And so she and she got rid of her diabetes, her type two diabetes. She got rid of a lot of her arthritis, got off of almost all of her medicines, got rid of her hypertension medicine. And so she I mean, I look at her if someone who is does sixty four steps a day can gradually build Virtually anyone can do it, and that's really the the key um, to do it. And she was doing it baby steps at a time. Exactly, and so that's one of the the, the keys is, um, if you will, it, it it became pretty easy for her to do it, and um, she just and people feel better. So that's the point of this that the action step, when you start an action step, 10,000 seems awful. God, yeah. If you will, if you're only doing 64, even if you're only doing 2,000, 10,000 seems awfully insurmountable, but it isn't. You just keep doing a few more every day. You feel better. And when you're feeling better and feeling more energized, then you feel like doing it. You stay on it, and you can keep doing it, and it really becomes fun. And you're walking with a buddy. So you can have fun talking to the buddy, whether you're talking about politics or religion or anything else. You can talk literally about anything, share experiences, but you're taking that action step of doing a few more steps 
every day. Well, we're going to take a break, uh, Dr. Uh, Royzen, and when we come back, we're going to talk about the five food felons that we should take out of our diet. But as you're talking, I thought, you know, I would like to put a forum on my website, BelindaSkelton.com, and let us be... I would like to be a buddy with my listeners and let me post what I'm doing during the day to make my do-over. Let my listeners respond back with what they're doing every day and let us kind of help each other along the way. And That's a wonderful idea, Belinda. Oh, I'm, because I, I think we can each help one another through this. And then uh, after a year, you know, we'll get together and, and see how far we've turned back the time. Now back to Belinda Skelton. I'm your host, Belinda Skelton. This is your do-over, the seven secrets to losing weight, living longer, and getting a second chance at the life you want. And that is what Michael Royzen, the author of the book who's on the line with me now, is leading us down the path to make that happen. Now, Dr. Royzen, what are the five food felons that you want us to stay away from so we can make this do-over happen? Well, the five food felons are things that increase inflammation in your body which causes, is associated with heart disease, stroke, memory loss, impotence, wrinkles of the skin, brain rot, and even immune dysfunction, which means more likely that you get infections and even cancer with it. So they are simple, they're added sugars, added simple sugars. You use them, you see them on the label as os, as the last word, fructose, dextrose, mm. sucrose, those words that end up in os. Added syrups, that is maple syrup, honey syrup, high fructose corn syrup, all of those syrups that are added, and then any carbohydrate that isn't 100% whole grain. So we call them stripped carbohydrates or simple carbohydrates. They're stripped of their fiber and their bran and not good for you because all of those three things, added sugar, added syrups, and simple carbohydrates turn into sugar fast, and that causes you to have inflammation in your body. The next two Saturated fat and trans fat are foods that are poison to your cells. Now, the, the saturated fats, we don't know whether it's the fat itself, but we do know it is most of the things associated with the fat. So it's egg yolks, red meat, that includes pork and bacon, of course. Oh, man. Those have carnitine, lecithin, and choline. And you, if you have more than four ounces of red meat or two egg yolks a week or six ounces of pork a week, so it's not absolutely, you can't have any, but you can't have much because that changes the bacteria inside your intestine and that produces inflammatory things, leading cause of impotence in guys, leading cause of kidney failure in both men and women, leading cause of heart disease, more important for causing heart disease than in fact the blood pressure of 185 over 110 and we treat that every time. So you get to control it by avoiding those five food pellets. It doesn't mean not having fun. You can have good fats. So you can have avocados and salmon. And Living only on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger 
for the ones who get it done.